Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Honey German. My parents are Dominican. I was born and raised in New York City. I love sneakers, and I'm a body-positive advocate. I'm Carolina Bermudez. Soy Nicaragüense, but I was born and raised in Ohio. I'm a wife, a mama, and a worker bee. This, this is, is Life in Spanglish. Spanglish. So um, we've been talking about uh, bringing in a doctor friend of mine. Yes. And he is going to be joining us very soon. But I really wanted to dive into this um, topic because I think it affects a lot of us. We all have mothers, sisters, cousins, friends who want to tweak or do something with their appearance. They don't exactly know how to go about doing it. Yeah. And, you know, I think that obviously a board certified plastic surgeon is the way to go. A hundred percent. And especially because we live in New York in the tri-state area, there are many to go around. Here's the thing. I feel like people are so quick to just go with somebody because they don't want to do the research. They you don't. Could, especially, especially now with Instagram. It's like... People DM each other doctors like, oh, his work is fire. Look at that waist. And then that's it. That's how you're going to pick your doctor. Right. And let's not let's not get started on, you know, the fact that Latinas love traveling yes. for surgeries. I know. That's something that we definitely have to talk to him about. Um, okay. So I wanted to bring in Dr. Tutela. I met Dr. Tutela years ago, and it was through um, a mutual friend, and I just formed a connection with him. He reminds me a lot of my brothers, <laughs> and I trust my brothers, and he That's is a nice. board-certified plastic surgeon. Um, I like to call him the doctor to the stars and me, but he only does my Botox. So. <laughs> <laughs> but Dr. Tutela, thank you for joining us. Oh, Thank you so much for having me. 
Well, we were talking about, um, Honey and I wanted to ask you a couple of questions just about like what's going on in plastic surgery right now because I feel like we've seen so many different shifts. Like for a while, it was all about boob jobs. Sure. You know, and yeah. then then it's it kind of goes in waves, right? Like what would you say is like the biggest request that you get right now? Absolutely. Right now, um, you know, the biggest thing that's kind of been an uptick in the last five years is uh, things like Brazilian butt lift or adding volume and shape to your hips uh, or rear end. Uh, that That's as far as like surgical procedures. Mm-hmm. In general, non-surgical procedures are the thing that's kind of like the fastest growing part of the market. And, like- and that includes um, things like Botox, filler, injectables, and then non-surgical fat reduction like cool sculpting. And uh, there's even a new um, device on the market called M-Sculpt, which is a non-surgical way to actually help build muscle. Oh, wow. So then that's for the really lazy people then. You just sit back <laughs> and let it. Is that, it's almost like a TENS unit, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's kind of, it's, it feels like uh, electrical stimulation, and it just kind of uh, activates uh, the muscle that it's over um, and is supposed to increase growth uh, of the muscle that it's uh, being used. But don't you think that this whole trend, like a lot of the plastic surgeons that I've read about, they say that they can lend this whole thing to the Kardashians because previously, like J-Lo, the Kardashians, I think that they started highlighting like their natural, you know. Natural? Well, no, J-Lo was natural. <laughs> J-Lo, J-Lo has yes. always had a booty. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And she, the Kardashians! And, and the popularity, I think, began with her. And that was, you know, a good five or ten years before the Kardashians even yeah. came on the oh, scene. Oh, for sure. When she did Selena, I think that's when everybody started seeing yeah. her on the red carpet. That's when everybody was like, oh, it's okay to be thick and have an ass. Right. right. Because of her. No, and she did change, I think, the cultural she shift did. of what people were looking for. Absolutely. Were Absolutely. you, can I ask you a question? Were you yeah. taken aback when that started happening? Because before it was just everybody wanted to be very tiny. Everybody wanted to be very slim and just mm-hmm. booby and that was it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden people want butt. I remember before it was just Stairmaster and sure. ellipticals and, and everybody was like, no, my butt can't be big. Right. Were yeah. you shocked in a way? Like, what's happening? I, I mean, I wasn't shocked. I was still kind of young when J-Lo really hit the scene. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, that was kind of the era that I was growing up in. Okay. So, you, um, you so grew up with it. was kind of it. normal for me. Yeah. Uh, but I know, you know, looking back at, you know, the trends of, you know, popular women models. Like the Pamela you know, Andersons. From, yeah. And it went from super, super skinny you know, that waif look mm-hmm. uh, kind of in the early 90s. Yeah. Uh, Kate Moss and, totally. and people like that. And then now, you know, finally, you know, women with a lot of curves are are in. Yeah, like the great. hourglass, the whole, but like the Me, bedowl, Carolina, like, why yeah. are you? Bam, bam. Yeah. Just, just say <laughs> the honeys. <laughs> the honeys of <laughs> the, the world. Yeah, because, you know, I've got a pancake booty. I've actually talked to Dr. Tutella. I oh, said yeah, to yeah. him, I wanted to get my boobs redone because I had breast implants a long, long time ago after having two children, breast fed two children you know things aren't exactly sitting the way that they were before but i think that a lot of people take plastic surgery very lightly i mean it is a major surgery yeah it it should not be taken lightly uh you know any of these surgeries you know i think are major surgery Mm -hmm. um and they should uh, be taken seriously you know both by the patient and obviously by the surgeon um, and, you know, I think you, that you need to do your due diligence when you're trying to figure out who you want to trust, you know, your body with and your care with. Um, and things like looking for somebody who's board certified by the American Board of Plastic Surgery mm-hmm. is uh, really the, the start of it. 
Um, so from there, then you want to look at the um, doctor's, you know, reviews and before and after photos. Not you know, some people. Procedure. People will go on Instagram and yeah. just 100%. be like, oh, my homegirl went to this doctor. I'm going to go to him. And he's in Hialeah and he practices out of his garage. Yeah. Like, yeah. For real. no, but that's like it's in true. Miami. It's so yeah. true. People are yeah. getting injected with like cement and like WD-40. It's yeah. bananas. Like these the stories are out of control. Yeah, there are a lot of crazy things going on out there, which is why, you know, you have to do that yourself. You have to do your due diligence and do your own research uh, for the procedure that you think that you want um, and then for the for the right surgeon. Now, let me ask you a question. I feel like a lot of that stuff is being done because people equate plastic surgery with it being very expensive. It's like I'm going to cut corners. I'm going to try to do it cheaper. I only have five hundred dollars and I want an ass. I don't have ten thousand. Are there alternate ways that people can pay for plastic surgery if they don't have, let's say, ten thousand dollars in the bank to give to a doctor? Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of uh, financing options, either directly with the surgeon's office or though more commonly are with uh, third-party kind of creditors, things like Care Credit, Alfion Credit, United Medical Credit. There are a lot of um, players in that market uh, that allow for financing and financing options. And even some uh, plastic surgeons' offices, the way that the plans are set up, you know, that they take and, you know, pay for part of your interest while you pay for part of your interest. Okay, and that's there, good to there's know. a lot of options to make it affordable where you don't have to cut corners uh, with uh, choosing, you know, maybe a less reputable provider or going uh, out of the country, uh, which, you know, is also another big trend. Yeah, we wanted uh, to talk about that because there are so many people who will be like, oh, I went and I got a full body makeover in Colombia for $5,000. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I don't know if that's really the best idea, you know? Yeah. What would you say? So there are a lot of people who think that because they can go to their home country, they can get things for cheaper. Have you seen anything like that yourself in your right. practice? Yeah, I mean, I, I have and I've seen a lot of people, you know, when I'm covering the emergency rooms uh, that uh, come into the ER. You know, they are they had surgery, you know, uh, out of the country. So now they're recovering, you know, back thousands of miles away from the surgeon that operated on. And uh, they have nobody to take care of them. You know, mm -hmm. when one little problem uh, comes up, you know, there are a lot of things, you know, as a trained surgeon, you know what to do to keep a small problem from becoming a tragedy. Um, and if you come back to your home city and you're miles and miles and miles away from your uh, surgeon, you know, there's no one who's going to take care of you. You know, no one is invested in you as a patient and your outcomes in your, you know, in your hometown and uh, you know, oftentimes we see problems that, you know, become disasters and they could have been easily avoided if they were being taken care of uh, by a surgeon, you know, uh, nearby. Well, how hard is that for you, too? It's almost like you have to be a detective, like finding out what did they do or, you know, what exactly it is that you're correcting or you have to help them with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of times it's, uh, you know, an infection or something like that. And once they've gotten, you know, past a certain point, it's not even like aesthetics that you're trying to um, salvage, but, you know, the patient's health, you know, so you treat it like any other, you know, mm -hmm. big, you know, uh, infection or, or something like that and try and get them well before you could even start talking about, you know, how do you now make this look pretty? And, you know, that's one of the things is that, you know, when you try to save money by, you know, cutting corners and now you're back home and you could be in the hospital 
with a huge hospital bill. Yeah, you know, true. And, no, it uh, is most, true. Most People insurances don't, don't cover that. don't cover that part of your you know recovery. So. All for the booty. Yeah, it's all for the booty. I mean, it is so nutty, um, <laughs> Doctor Tutella. Um, I wanted to know what you think are the most important, or I'm sorry, I would like to know what you think is the most important thing for a woman to do before she goes to meet with a plastic surgeon let's say her friend told her this guy's really great like what do you think is the most important thing for her i would say you know first of all yeah first of all know know what your goals are Mm -hmm. um because i think that is how you know you you end up being happy and that's one of my first things i do when i meet a patient is to try and tease out what their goals are. Some people, you know, know it and say it and articulate it very well. Other people, you know, you kind of get it through the conversation, you know, what they're really looking for. Um, So start off by knowing what you want. um, And that's going to, you know, help everything. And then, you know, you have to do your research and look for somebody they could be recommended by a friend and that they're very happy with. But, you know, Go onto their website, see that um, they're, uh, you know, board certified, again, by the American Board of Plastic Surgery. Uh, See if they're uh, associated with any uh, national uh, societies uh, like the ASPS or the uh, ASAPS. Um, And then you could look through their own either social media or their uh, real self profile or their website for before and after pictures. See if you like their results. Mm-hmm. Do they consistently provide something that you are, you know, um, amazed by or you're just like not so hot on it? And, uh, you know, find somebody that kind of, you know, checks all the boxes. It's, yeah. Now, who, let me ask you um, a two part question. When it comes to celebrity, what's the number one booty that people show you and what's the number one face that people show you when they're like, this is what I want? <laughs> well, you, you know what's actually amazing is that most of the time now, you're hardly really seeing a lot of celebrity wish really? pics. A lot of them, they're like Instagram models. Wow. That's you know, true. To be honest, I don't even know the names. You don't know names. the names? No. Here we but, go. I'm over here trying to find out who I need to look like. Uh-huh. And you're like, I don't know the name, but she had 70 million followers. And right. she's Drake's exactly. future baby mama. Yes. And uh, no, yes. really, so they're, they're yeah. more about the Instagram. That's why Absolutely. people are influencers. And that's Absolutely. why people look the same. Yeah, it's right. true. No, it's so crazy. And yeah. now, you know, even back in the day where you would have to go to a doctor's office, do you think that it's changing? Because so many plastic surgeons are on social media now. You can go on Instagram yeah. and check them out. You actually, I refuse to watch Dr. Tutela's stories while I'm eating because obviously <laughs> you do like procedures live. Yeah. Oh, like I need to craziness. watch this. No, but it's so good. And then after. He'll get these after photos, and I'm like, damn, that is great work. That's yeah. what you was doing for lunch? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yes. But, like, do you think that that has changed the game for plastic surgeons and just for the medical field in general? I mean, I, I think a little bit, uh, you know, you're able to reach a bigger market, mm-hmm. and people are seeing your work um, first, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. Um, but at the same time, you know, as a patient, you, you still have to beware and always kind of again like I said kind of do your due diligence and research people because you know how people take uh pictures and selfies and there's yeah. filters and oh, things like that there yeah. are easy ways you know you don't want to be manipulate yeah. by uh results <laughs> how, <laughs> how, let me ask you a question how does that work when you when we see a doctor doing surgery yeah. on snapchat do you yeah. tell your patient like okay we're gonna go on social media how does that work I've always wondered that yeah absolutely you have to get express consent okay. beforehand 
um, really for all pictures or videos. Yeah. That's and why you're not seeing my boobies. I'm not giving right. you my consent <laughs> to get my boobies done. But go ahead. No, he'll yeah. put like little hearts over the nipples. Right, exactly. You don't see a person's So they're face. like, they're just like, oh, I'm down to be on social media. Right. Put me and, on and live. check off that they're okay, okay that's to cool. be on Instagram specifically or just my website. Or right. Or maybe my, you know, in-office uh, photo book or, you know, so we, we make sure that they're they're okay with everything. But you know what is the tell? When people have tattoos, because you're like, damn, oh, the yeah. girl with the dragon tattoo, she got a. <laughs> that would have been me. And then, yeah, no, but it's so true because <laughs> yeah. people think that they're anonymous, and then well, another person from their family could be looking at your website. See, I, or I, I, absolutely. So, and that's a, another thing that sometimes can be challenging. But you know, we always also make sure they know. Well, you know, your tattoos in yeah. this, and some people ask for the tattoo to be blurred out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or yeah, covered up that. in yes, another way. Like, <laughs> Most people, though, now, and this is something that's kind of caught me off guard, they don't really don't care. They're just like, whatever, just show it. And that brings <laughs> me to this. <laughs> yeah. Before, people were so secretive about yeah. surgeries that oh, they yeah. would never tell you they got anything done, not the face, not the boobs. What do you think has changed in our, in our culture that everybody's like, oh, I just got my tits done yesterday, and right. I got some lipo, and I got some yeah. butt shots, and these are fillers. Like, What do you think has changed culturally that people are now so open about plastic surgery? I, I think social media has changed the game uh, you know, on a lot of levels in mm-hmm. a lot of different fields. Um, and I think that you know people are now always used to looking at themselves you know, a thousand times a day. You know, you used to take a picture true. or you somebody would, would take once a picture a month or of something, you. Right? right, but you would take a picture and, you know, you never even knew whether you'd be there when that film got developed or if you it ever like saw that later. picture. Yeah, you were like, like a week later. Crossed, somebody, maybe you'd okay. see the picture, maybe you dad, wouldn't. If you're my dad, he has a shoebox full of like 35 millimeter film that still needs to get developed. That's right. probably like my Holy Communion. Oh, you yeah, know? But right. it's just like, <laughs> yeah, but it's true. We have all of these photos here yeah. and the selfies. I think that we are examining ourselves so much more in depth yeah. than we ever yeah. have. Yeah, and immediately. And if you don't like something, you know, you turn your head a little bit. Yeah, or that's true. Chin down a little bit. Or you find a filter. Right, or you find a filter. Exactly. So, you know, I think people are are, are just kind of like looking at themselves so much more now um, and looking at everybody else so much more now, right? Because it's just flooded with that kind of content. So I think that when people make a change for themselves, they want to flaunt it. They mm-hmm. do want to. They they kind of want to show off and show they what want they've a peacock. done. Yeah, they want to show right. off their peacock yeah, feathers. Exactly. You know, it's like I went through all of this just to you know yeah. get it done. Now I want to show everybody yeah. that I did it. Absolutely. So now, what do you say about the younger generation? Meaning the young ladies who are coming in for their sweet sixteen, their you know before high school graduation. Mm-hmm. Do you have any reservations about doing any type of surgery on on young women like that? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I I don't see too many people that are that young, mm-hmm. um, but kind of where it's a little bit more common is when you see people, you know, again, sweet sixteen, something like that, maybe before they get their driver's license, uh, for a rhinoplasty or a nose job. You know, you're usually not seeing people for breast augmentation okay. or other body work that young. Yeah. Um, but something, you know, on the face after fifteen, sixteen years old. You know, for the most part, the cartilage in their nose is fully developed and grown and is, you know, a static um, part of their body. You know, I think it's fine to, you know, as long as you find the right provider, uh, you know, to go ahead with that. But I think most uh, surgeons either aren't seeing it or, or wouldn't see you know, some really below 18 for mm-hmm. like breasts or body work or anything like yeah. that. Speaking of noses, I'm shocked by the way that people are doing noses now with fillers. Yeah. How the hell does that work? 
Yeah, it's actually amazing, it's and crazy. I see a lot of people. I'm shocked, and it's it's amazing because it's it's immediate result. How long is the maintenance? So, like, how long do they it's a, it's get like the lip, results? It's like lip filler. Right so away, like six months, yeah, like eight months, eight months, and then you go back to your old nose. Yeah, yeah, but then you just come back in and get, get the new nose again. again. Wow! Yeah. I saw a nose, and I was like, no, I never. I saw them using a protractor. I haven't seen a protractor since I was oh, like in high sweet. school. Like <laughs> seriously, some they had like some kind of device or something like that. This is why I'm not a doctor, right. you know. But it's, it's so true. Fillers have changed the game for plastic surgeons. Yeah, absolutely. And injectables. So now there are a lot of people who are listening to our podcast that might not be able to afford it. I know we touched on it before, but like, what would you say are the key things right? Right now for women to start doing to take care of themselves if they don't want to go to a plastic surgeon uh stay out of the sun or mm-hmm. use sunblock daily and reapply right because your morning makeup uh tinted makeup that mm-hmm. has some spf in it is not really doing its job by noon anymore i put it on right before i get in my car on my yeah. left side because that's where my sunspots yeah, are absolutely i will put on my spf right before i get in the car because i know i have to drive to long island it's going to be an hour an hour and a half and right. i'm going to get that you're going to get that sun yeah, yeah. and it's just like i don't even care because i care more about my skin i don't have this type of money to be buying all of these products 100 <laughs> percent. that should be wearing so, off you gotta no, go back it's true it's true <laughs> yeah. so the sunblock and then what else for people who are just looking for over-the-counter or, you know, something that they can get at their drugstore. Yeah, sure. So sunblock is first because that prevents damage from happening. Um, and then, you know, I would say any uh, product that you could find that's got retinol in it, mm-hmm. a retinol-based product I think is wonderful for just skin got and it. keeping a, like a kind of young, kind of fresh look to your skin. Um, and then the key with that is also just to make sure that you're using it correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, most retinol products are very often abandoned either um, because people use it and they don't see good results or um, because they use it and it literally like burns their face right. and they throw it away and they're like, I'm it never going to use that It is itchy as hell though. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it should you build irrit- that tolerance though, right? Yeah, you should, you should use it until it irritates you and then use it a little less. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, you know, the way you kind of find your dose what would you say to a young lady you know do you deal with the psychological aspect like there are a lot of people who look at themselves and they really legitimately don't see what's in front of them you know do you ever have people who come through that you're like "Mm, i'm not going to take this patient yeah absolutely um it's not that often but it's it's often enough that you need to kind of recognize the signs of somebody who's Mm -hmm. you know just mentally you know, unwell. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, to some degree, you know, you're you're coaching them through, you know, their office appointment with you, through their consult. And you, you start to realize that, you know, they are, you know, hyper-focused on the smallest details, even on their own face. Or let's say a lot of times they've come from another provider who they can't stand the work that was done mm-hmm. and I'm looking at it and I'm like, actually I think that was a pretty good job. Yeah. I would I would call that a you know, a, a good job and a great result. And they're like obsessed about, you know, some other provider. They did some horrible job to them and you hear this term botched. Now it's all over the I place. I like that show. That like I'm not gonna show. hold you. Yeah. I mean I, I, I still say watch great it. show, but interesting. Sure. Very yeah. 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 But so when when somebody who's coming in doesn't really have anything wrong with them and they're like obsessed about, let's say, bashing their old provider Mm -hmm. and you're looking at them and they're okay, you know, you got to just kind of guide them through that appointment and kind of reassure them that everything looks fine 
and you know then you don't necessarily want to be doing anything else to them that's like a red then, flag though yeah. for you because uh, yeah, then they're going to go to another provider uh, and talk about you yeah yeah absolutely. and say that you didn't do a great job absolutely so absolutely. he's talking about me everybody i <laughs> like to go to him for botox and he keeps telling me no no i'm just kidding no dr tutela you have been so incredible and a lot of people say i'm 41 i'm very open about my age i yeah. tell everybody and i truly believe that he has changed my skincare routine, the way that I take care of myself. And like, I really am so satisfied. You know, um, I think that as you get older, I've started Botox like in the past as a preventative measure. Mm-hmm. But um, as I've gotten older, I've definitely recognized like the benefits of it, you yeah. know. So um, I wanted to ask you about a couple of people that you have treated that are celebrities okay. that you're allowed to talk about if you are allowed to talk about Look them. at his eyes. Okay. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can because I? they're yeah, very I open can. and honest about yeah. the yeah, stuff yeah. that yeah, you yeah, a lot of them, them, they're on my social media and on their social media talking about it. Absolutely. So now when somebody is a semi-celebrity or like a reality star or somebody like mm-hmm. that, is that more enticing for you to take care of them? Because then you know you're going to get like basically free advertising. Sure. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm excited to go to work every day. Yeah. So, I mean, I really love taking care of all of my patients. Yeah. And I really feel actually blessed for my specific patient population um, you know, everybody's awesome and everyone in my practice is kind of like family, you know, patients and staff and everyone's got a great relationship in that way. Um, so it's hard to beat that, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I would just say that, you know, it's, it's great to, you know, let's say meet somebody that maybe you've seen on TV for a certain amount of time. And, um, what's been really cool, um, really about the, the cast or many uh, members of the cast from the Jersey shore that I take care of is uh you know they're, they're did you do ronnie's much. lipo uh no no oh okay <laughs> i just saw no, that in the news last in, week I can i say it can he, i say angelina looks banging she does look great she, angelina does look great. good she really amazing took care of herself job too. like yeah. seriously you've done an incredible job with her there are a couple of other people that i know that you've treated and people can go to your instagram do you want to shout it out yeah sure uh the instagram is just my name tutela ps which stands for plastic surgery that's T-U-T-E-L-A-P-S. And we'll um, be sure to repost that so that people yeah, can sure. find it like on our socials. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. It's, it's great. You see a lot of great uh, great things on there, results and stories I think are always fun to do. Um, but yeah, everyone's been so awesome. And I think that that was a nice and kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, reinforcement of all these people that I've taken care of that they're all very normal people mm-hmm. yeah. you know and yeah. relatable you kinda, exactly yeah. once you kind of get past um get past that and you're like oh hey how are you uh everyone is just super normal super great very uh kind to me and all my staff and just been wonderful to work with now I want to ask you a question about liposuction I had lipo like mm-hmm. on my legs like 12 years ago, uh-huh. it was the most painful experience I've ever gone through in my entire life. Uh-huh. How has lipo changed within the past decade yeah. so that I can possibly want to go do it again? Sure. <laughs> um, I would say there, there's been a lot of like little adjuncts to liposuction um, that I don't always use but are available. Things like Vaser, which is an ultrasound, um, and uh, Smart Lipo, which is a laser. And that helps kind of break up the fat and maybe do a little skin tightening um, at the same time. That's what I need. That skin tightening, man. That Somebody needs to come up with like the solution to skin tightening. I'm not yeah. even kidding you. Yeah, Isn't that the Sculptra lift? There, Well, no. Sculptra is an injectable uh, that'll add volume. And oh, so God. that's good for people who 
no need volume in their face. Mm-hmm. Well, good God. Uh, thank God. No, uh, we're or, good. I got a pie face. Their, <laughs> I don't need any more volume in this. Or, face, or, in their, or, or in their buttocks, something like a little hip dip area on a thin woman who doesn't have any fat to transfer. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the first part of a BBL or a Brazilian butt lift is liposuction because you harvest fat from one area, mm-hmm. you process it, and then re-inject it somewhere else. So sculpture is good um, for people who don't have fat to harvest. It's very expensive, though. You know, the product itself is oh, expensive. Oh, I can imagine. And yeah. it's really kind of way smaller volumes than we're really usually using for BBL. Um, but something with somebody who's got like a little hip dip mm-hmm. and they don't need a lot of volume, but maybe just kind of round out a, yeah. a, a you know, certain areas is good. But as far as liposuction yeah. goes... Uh, you know, as far as like the pain of yeah. liposuction, maybe I was just a big baby because I was so young. The, no, but you those... also went back to DR too. Tell him that you went to get it. Didn't you get the lipo in DR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So this was the reason why we wanted to bring you in because sure. there's a lot of people who end up. Oh doing yeah, that. most a lot of my friends have traveled right to uh, either Dominican Republic or Colombia, but then Columbia they come back, and it brings me back to what we were talking about. They have nobody to care for them. Yeah. They're like just fingers crossed that they can find somebody to take out stitches, fingers crossed that they don't get an infection, it's fingers wh- crossed that they don't need more pain medication. Flying under those circumstances too, isn't that They super fly dangerous all the time. Too? When like, I go to Dominican Republic, I see them. You've I'm like, got an increased Shh. risk of yeah. uh, blood clots. Yeah. You know, and that could always be tragic. Uh, so I don't know exactly, you know, whether they're being put on blood thinners by their providers. I have actually a good number of out of state patients that come and see me. I always make sure that they stay in town. You know, for a little while, um, mm-hmm. and I always make sure, especially because they're going to be traveling, mm-hmm. uh, to put them on blood thinners. You know, because blood clots are real risk. You know, traveling alone and then with surgery is, you know, can be tragic. Really. Si no, te tiene que poner la media. You know, I mean, <laughs> you gotta put on those media. Compression stockings. Yeah, those uh-huh. compression socks. They're sexy. Um, <laughs> Dr. Tutel, I wanted to ask you if you know of any dangerous beauty trends that are happening right now. We heard in the news about the vampire um, facial that some places, I guess, were either reusing needles and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, that is there anything that you know of that, like, people should maybe stay away from until there's a little more research um that's interesting you know i i think that you know there are some places that are going to be injecting stuff that is literally no certified or board certified doctor would be doing something like a free silicone injection you have to absolutely know and this happens a lot um you know on the cheap in bigger cities new york Mm -hmm. miami uh, so if anybody's injecting free silicone, which just means like a syringe full of like liquid silicone, you know, just stay, stay away. away. None mm-hmm. of that stuff is regulated. Um, going back to just bigger procedures, you know, uh, the Brazilian butt lift, which is liposuction followed by fat transfer, is actually one of the most dangerous uh, plastic surgery procedures you could have done. Really? Wow. Yeah. You know, acro- globally. Um, and so that, I think, is also s- super important to make sure that you're going to a provider who, you know, does it a lot. Again, is board certified because they have task force uh, um, within our, you know, national societies mm-hmm. that come up with, you know, best safe practices. Now, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> In in New York here, mm-hmm. we have a lot of what's called, you know, the Instagram models, the bartenders, yeah. the dancers, and a lot of them are like super exaggerated when it comes to 
the booty area. Almost cartoonish. Yeah. You know? Is that, what is in there, first of all? And second of all, is that fixable? Because sometimes I see it and I'm like, this breaks my heart. I know she does not want this to look this way. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's hard to say for sure what's in there. It could be free silicone. It could be fat from, Mm -hmm. you know, a BBL or fat transfer. Uh, And that's one of the things that's interesting. You brought up the trend uh, that I think is now probably at the point where it's gone a little overboard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Where, you know, the shape is now exaggerated it's not just like a nice curvy rear end but it's it's sad know, at it's, this point it's it's big and it doesn't look good proportionate or, or doesn't look great. yeah nothing yeah yeah so you, you know that's one of the things about trends that you have to be aware of you know how much you're gonna dive into that can that be fixed yeah it could be depending on what it is you know you could have uh, but as a doctor again as a doctor are you scared to go in there you don't know what you're gonna find yeah because like if you don't know what's in there how you, you only know unless you open them up right yeah i mean well you know they, they may have a good history about what what they had done okay yeah. um and and i've definitely taken care of people mm-hmm. and not known what i was gonna see and wow you know found either you know free silicone or something like that um, but you know, it's, it, it's one of those things that, you know, it's an exaggerated expression of a trend. And that's, you know, one of the things as a patient, you always want to just, again, know what your goals are first and try to figure out, you know, the best way to achieve them. Because then if the trend kind of pivots and goes mm-hmm. another way, and now you're left out there with, you know, this body part that you don't want anymore. <laughs> right. <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now piggybacking piggybacking off of that, I always say, what's the problem? Have doctors not figured out how to do the legs? Because the legs are always so skinny when I see the exaggerated <laughs> right. asses. It's yeah. true. There's no situation for the legs. Yeah, no, I mean there there definitely is uh just you know, the fat that you take out and harvest, you could put on anywhere. the leg too. But they're like, who yeah. cares about my legs? I just want a fat right. butt. Little chicken right. legs. <laughs> you know, or, or, they like, or they like the, a thinner leg, but a bigger booty. Oh, you know, I, don't, I don't know. I, I haven't had that you know, yeah, problem yeah. in my own practice. I just see it. In, I yeah, see no, it out I in public. I see it. Yeah. It looks bizarre. Very. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, Dr. Tutela, we cannot thank you enough for coming through. And if there's any word of advice about the mommy makeovers, because I know there are a lot of yes. women who are interested in that. You yeah. know, your body does go through so much when you're pregnant. Sure. What kind of advice do you have for a woman who's looking to do that, like, complete overhaul? Should she work out before she comes and sees a plastic surgeon? Should she change her diet? Like, what are the keys? Sure. Uh, You know, I think um, working out before you see anybody, any sort of weight loss that you think is achievable and kind of being at, you know, fighting weight, Mm -hmm. I think is, you know, great for any surgery you're going to have done. Right. You know, any excess weight is always going to, you know, um, decrease your, your own wound healing abilities. Um, and then as far as shape goes, you know, depending on what that weight number is, you know, if you've got 10 or 15 pounds to lose, that's maybe not such a big deal. But if you feel like you're on this weight loss journey where it's, you know, excess of 30, 40, 50, whatever pounds, Mm -hmm. I would say lose the weight first, you know, so then, um, you know, your surgeon isn't trying to hit a moving target, Mm -hmm. you know, you're just kind of at a stable weight for a few months. Um, people who have like, uh, you know, weight loss surgery, they'll lose rapidly and it's not a great time to do other surgery while you're in that, um, you know, state of metabolism, but just like mothers who are done having kids Mm -hmm. and they've had whatever their weight gain and weight loss from pregnancy is, you know, just get, get to a healthy weight that you feel good. Um, and then just make sure that you're seeing a a surgeon that, that does that a lot. 
you know, again, board certified by the American Board of Plastic Surgery. Uh, you can look at their Instagram for results yeah. and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just know that, you know, you're not alone. And so many of these things are fixable. And that's what I probably see most of mm-hmm. our mommy makeovers. And it's interesting because young mothers now are done, you know, having children. And they're on Instagram. Yeah. So they're looking mm-hmm. at themselves. They're looking at their friends. They want and there's a desire to have their old body back. And I think that's probably one of the biggest trends in, in a way that, you know, m- women after, um, you know, raising children a little bit are want, you know, a sexier body back. Yeah. And they're less yeah. okay with just being like, well, you know, I had kids and this is what I look like, like my now. mom. This is fine. No, and it is true. fine. Like it's, but it's... so many of them are, you, you know, they're they're determined to look amazing in a bikini again. Yeah. And, and you can and you can do it. So many of these things are fixable. Most of them are truly surgical in nature. So there are going to be some trends and fads that, you know, is a non-invasive breast lift uh, with some sort of, you know, thermal device. And, you know, I, I don't think they are going to get really what you want out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a lot of these things are, you know, extra skin that needs to be cut off oh. and uh, reshaped. Ouch. You know, and, I'm down for uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? One of the first things that made me really trust you was that I went to Dr. Tutel after I had Asher. And it was about a year, I think, after. And I wasn't even really like at my fighting weight yet. And he said to me, he was like, look, you're going to go through a lot for very little. He could have easily just taken my money and been like, yeah, I'll give you, you know, a oh, little yeah, sure. tummy tuck or whatever. And he was just like, you know reevaluate it think about it and i appreciated his honesty because i think there are a lot of doctors out there that are just ready to take your money oh, yeah and he yeah. made me really think about like no you know what i am a healthy person i can achieve this on my own you know and so yeah. you were really the catalyst that helped me and that's why i tell everybody like i've just enjoyed getting to know you through that experience right. you know but there are a lot of doctors out there that just want the quick fix and they're like sure. We'll go ahead and take your five, ten grand, or whatever it is. Yeah. This robe, mm-hmm, exactly. Right. Let me yeah. see it all. Yeah, and, um, and I, I see a lot of people, uh, you know, that are like that, and I tell them, you know, I, I don't think that this is worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, I see what you're looking at. You have a little extra loose skin. Yeah, I, I told the... everybody it looked like a sad beagle. You know, <laughs> oh, it looked like it just had the jowls, like you know. But now I don't have them anymore. No, I'm good. But right. Still, you you and told you could, me you're like, and you could do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there's certain you know borderline scenarios where I'll try to advise a patient that you know maybe surgery is not the best thing. Yeah. And I also then you know warn them too. You know, if you go to enough surgeons, you're gonna find somebody who will operate on you. Yeah. Um, and that's not necessarily the right the right answer. So. Well, I, really quickly before you go, is there anything that guys should be doing? Because we do have some guy listeners to oh, the Life God, in Spanglish yes. podcast, sure. honey. Can, okay. we, oh, hold on. Can we talk about this new surgery men are doing where they have a complete six-pack and still have love handles? Uh, what is that? Sure. So the, there is just like some high-definition um, you know, body liposuction and even some, some fat grafting. So kind of... Uh, like with uh, BBL or, or fat grafting anywhere mm-hmm. else, you harvest some fat and then with liposuction, then you put it somewhere else. So there are some you know techniques for liposuction of the abdomen where you kind of palpate out you know that um, patient's you know six pack abs, uh-huh. you know try and feel them in there wherever they are. Sometimes it's under a little bit of cushioning, <laughs> uh, and you could find and you could find them though. So and they're do, lipoing. And they until do, you they find do, that muscle right in a way and doing it in an exaggerated way wow. where those i always thought something attach. was in there 
Well, there you could then put fat back or just lipo less over the muscle belly itself, like, you know, the curve of the mm-hmm. muscle. So you could just, like, leave some fat there and where the lines are, you know, do a little more You think etching, that's what Drake had, honey? You think, that, you think Drake did that? Listen, he looks good. Drake in French Montana got me wondering, like, <laughs> where did these 12 packs <laughs> come from? did not grow overnight, honey. Yeah. We are not dumb, okay? And, and you could put implants in there, too. That's what implants I always thought it abs? was. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are certain soft silicone implants that you could put, like, in each... You know, wow! Each level of this. My questions have been so weird. I feel so bad for him. Why? Why? No, this has been amazing. You know what? And I think the true takeaway is that you know the one thing that you said before. I would hate for anybody to go throughout their life feeling bad about a certain part of themselves. Like things are fixable, and there are options. But go through the right channels, always, yeah, and get it done the right way. Like Mm -hmm. if you want to get a nose job, if you want to get a breast job, like you can finance it. You know, I mean, and that's something that a lot of people feel like they're desperate. So Mm -hmm. I'm really, really glad that you shed a lot of light for us on this whole entire subject. Don't worry, I won't come back to your office for another three months. You got some time, (laughs) but um, thank you so much for coming in, Doctor. You're the best. It's been my pleasure. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course. I am just. I'm thinking. I've been thinking. All my questions have been answered. I'm so happy right now. I know. I really do think that plastic surgery, now it's not as taboo as before. You remember people used to come out looking like cats and stuff, like back in the 80s. What's a cat lady? Wildenstein? Exactly. Jocelyn Wildenstein. Whatever. She rich and snatched. But yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like, you know, we have to be honest and we have to help each other out, you know? I'm just really glad that people are so open with it right now. I do. Because like even us talking about it, people, people can ask us questions. Like they DM me and then you know before you would go you have nobody to talk to now you have blogs now now you have um, videos on YouTube explaining the dangers the pros the cons so I'm I'm really happy with where we are right now when it comes to plastic surgery me too and I'm I'm really glad that like I don't have to lie to anybody because like I said at this point I'm truthful like I do my Botox I don't do anything else but like other than that when I do the next thing you all will know about it trust me and on that note (laughs) we'll be back next time send us your emails life and spanglish podcast at gmail.com and make sure you subscribe we've been rolling out two episodes per week and i don't want you to miss another no five so, stars too that's right so you go on your way you go to ibiza Yes. yes, and then uh, you be a good girl out there. Okay, I'm gonna be posting, Carolina. Don't let anybody buy you drinks because you don't know what's in those things. Okay? First of all, I am thick as hell. Ain't nobody in Spain gonna be trying to pick me up. <laughs> yes, you. Are. If it was Jamaica, yeah, no, girl, you in danger. Good, if it was Africa, honey, you in danger. You're but in Europe, fine. don't want all this. Well, be safe, babe. We'll see you next time. Bye. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. 
And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.